0: Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'm the producer and today's host. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Davis Monoff Spouses Club and the Mountain Officer Spouses Club. Joining me today is my friend, Amy Newsom, who will be sharing her son's story and why suicide should never be the answer. Amy, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hi, Susan, thank you for having me.
0: Well, it is truly my pleasure and we actually got to know each other through our kids. My daughter, Katie, befriended two of your kiddos, Josh and Joel, while we both were stationed at Fort Bragg uh, here in the neighborhood.
1: Yes. So, we, we lived at Fort Bragg for, for a few years and we were super blessed by our military community there. and joshua and joel and and all of our children made some really amazing friends there and we were just super impacted by those friendships that my kids developed and then um as this tragedy with our son kind of happened and, and played itself out in our lives um wow that that community also just really supported and loved us well through that so we are super thankful we had that time with your your kiddos and your family there at Fort Bragg.
0: Well, I have to say that was to um, to us was and still is. One of the special things about living on posts is that sense of extended family, you know, seeing the kids run through the neighborhood. I always loved it when your boys would stop by to get Katie, whether it was just a visit or they would um, grab her for a game of manhunt. Uh, for listeners that don't mm-hmm. know what that is, it is a nighttime version of hide and seek, which always uh, brought a lot of laughter, maybe a few bruises from here uh, every once in a while, but they were, <laughs> they always seem to enjoy that game so much. And yeah, jo- Josh and Joel, They were just so polite, always asking me how I was doing, and always seemed to have a smile on their face. I think. That's one of my uh, more distinctive memories. Is seeing them on the front porch, just hanging out with Katie and laughing. And they were always so kind. But I always have to say, there was just a hint of mischief too behind those smiles that the boys have, um, <laughs> which which I think really uh, resonated with Katie, and probably one of the reasons they all were friends. So, for our for our rest of our listeners, though, I would love for you to paint. Um, a picture about your family and how Josh became your son.
1: So um, my husband is um, the service member in our family. Um, but I feel like in a lot of ways we've we've all served alongside him. Um, we have seven children. Um, we have three in college. Um, and then um, we had four children living at home with us there at Fort Bragg. And, um, Joshua came to our family through adoption when he was three years old. And, um, Joshua, um, took his life by suicide, um, at the age of 13. So he had been, um, in our home for 10 years. And, um, he was a great part of our family. And, um, he brought our family a lot of joy and, Um, He was really um, a treasure to us and we just really appreciated a lot of things about him. He was super kind and loving and helpful. He was a great big brother um, to the younger children in our home. He was a great friend. Um, He kind of had a little bit of a, I would say, a magnetic personality. Um, He just he would go for a bike ride by himself, and I would look out the window and see him riding by with a group of, you know, eight or ten teenagers um, going down the street. And um, it was just, it was, it was fun to watch him engage um, with his friends. And, and he was also very engaging in our in our home, and um, he was a sweet part um, of our family. And we feel really blessed that we had ten great years with him in our home. And, of course, um, my husband, as, as many military service members um, do in this day and age, um, was overseas serving. He was deployed um, at the time that our family tragedy um, happened. Um, he was serving in Iraq and had been away for eight months. And um, we kind of, as a family, were doing normal life. Um, we had had a great summer together. The kids and I had gone on a mission trip. Um, we had... We had gone to Costa Rica and built, um, worked with a team to build a home for an impoverished family there. We had gone to visit our families in Texas and we had just had a really great summer. Um, And we did all that traveling while my husband was away. Um, We came home to Fort Bragg to start school and um, we we started our normal school year. We got involved with sports. We did all the normal things that we normally um, did until that day um, that Joshua took his life. And um, then that kind of just, our our world kind of spiraled into shock and um, a pretty big tragedy at that point in our lives that we never, we never expected.
0: Well, Amy, I have to say, I, I know I said this at the beginning, but I really can't express my gratitude enough for you uh your willingness to share on this very difficult topic and and you touched on something that a lot of i think our listeners would uh recognize and identify you know as a military family our lives are filled with transitions you know husbands deployed uh moving to a new duty station um traveling seeing new friends you know but oftentimes as military families these challenges You know they're considered part of military life, and they're not necessarily seen uh, as potential stressors. Um, So, when did you realize that something had gone very wrong with Josh?
1: Well, Susan, I think um, that's something that's really hard about this, and and suicide is one of those things that that can happen to any family, um, although you know, we would hope that it never would. Um, we didn't have any warning signs for our Joshua. Um, he was engaged. He was, um, he was not depressed. He was not, um, he had not had a change in his sleep patterns. He had not um, been expressing um, sadness or, or any type of um, emotional struggle. He was, silently suffering. And he did not share with us that he was having a hard time coping with these stressors and transitions. And um, I think probably, you know, there were a lot of things going on in Josh's heart and his mind that for whatever reason, he didn't talk about with us. And um, he, he didn't let us know how he was feeling and, and the struggles that, that he was um, having internally. And um, that's, that's one big regret I have as a mom is that I didn't pick up on any signs or or see any warning, you know, any warning signs in his behavior or the way that he interacted with our family or others or, you know, it just, it was a total surprise and shock to our family, um, and just a, a real devastating blow. So, so we didn't know that there was something wrong, but we also had never talked about it. I didn't think it was going to ever be an issue for us. I just would have never imagined that one of my kids, um, in our you know very blessed, normal, happy American family, would struggle with mental health and ultimately take his life by his own hand. We had no idea.
0: I know when, when Josh took his life, it, it was a wake up call for our family. I mean, at, just like you had shared, we had never been touched by suicide before. And I remember driving to Katie's school and struggling with, how do I tell her that, that Josh is gone? Um, You know, we had never had a discussion about suicide before, and it was such a shock, uh, you know, to our family, to Katie, Um, you know, I, I remember her sharing, you know, why, why, Mama, I don't understand, why, Mama, I don't understand, and I think you, you really touch upon something about those conversations um having those conversations with our kids uh, i have to I have to say and i know i've shared this you know to you offline but for our listeners one of the most impactful things for me as a parent was through the the entire process of losing josh one of the most impactful things for me as a parent was how through it all you were so concerned for Katie, and for the rest of the friend group. Um, I I remember we had just finished the moment of honor at the hospital. And for those that aren't familiar with that, um, the Newsom family had um, made the generous gift of um, donating um, through Josh to help save others. And we had just finished that um, that very poignant, very touching ceremony. and you walked right over and asked me how Katie was doing, despite everything that you were going through and how how were the rest of the friends doing, and you wanted to talk to all the kiddos there.
1: Why was that so important to you? I um, that was really um, that was a really hard day for us saying goodbye to Joshua. Um, was tough for us. And I'm an adult and I was watching my children struggle through the grieving process and trying to figure out what was going on. And I just knew that Josh had had such a sweet relationship with all these friends and had had such meaningful relationships with them that they were also struggling. And as we finished that ceremony and I looked over at his sweet friend group and that group of kids were just emotional and they were crying and they were all having a very challenging time. Obviously my heart just hurt because um, I don't think Joshua would have wanted to have hurt any of us had he thought through the decision and the choice that he was making. And I really just looked at at his circle and group of friends and, and my other children as well and just had this intense need to say out loud that Joshua's choice was wrong and what he did was a terrible way um, of handling his emotional pain and that it was, it was hurtful to them. And, and I wanted to make sure that they knew that, that his pain and his struggle and the way that he handled that wasn't okay and that, that they have to seek help and get help when they're emotionally struggling because I don't wanna see anybody else in the world <laughs> ever go through this kind of devastating Travis Tragedy. It's just um, it was. It's been a passion of mine since that day as well. I've had lots of opportunities to to chat and visit um, with a lot of young people. Um, even just this morning, um, I was chatting with a friend whose son was going off to college, and I said, "Now listen, <laughs> you're going to face hard days where you're emotionally challenged, but suicide." is not ever an option and you have to get help when you need help. And I think that was, I think a message that, that just kind of um, the Lord put into my heart and my mind that is important that we start talking about the fact that this is not okay and suicide is not an option. And um, we have to to really speak about it and talk about it. And so I just really felt like at that moment it was It was a a moment where those kids that were in the middle of josh's circle knew that they had a support system and they needed to seek help for struggling through even the grieving and the loss of their friend
0: absolutely and um, i remember a phrase you shared it's okay not to be okay but that you need to talk about it. Um, you need to share that with sometime, you know, with someone. And oftentimes, particularly our kids, they don't necessarily realize how a single action can have such a ripple of impacts. And this tragedy really, it it did have a ripple of impacts. What do you wish Josh could know about the entire situation, this entire tragedy?
1: I wish Josh had known how loved he was and what an impact that he, his life had on other people. Um, I wish that he had known that we would have gone to any length to try to help him. I wish that he had given us an opportunity to help him. I wish he had been able to see that group of people there to support and honor his life. and. I wish more than anything that he had not made that choice and that he had looked at other ways of coping or expressing himself and I I really struggled with a lot of regrets and mom guilt and just looking at the situation and trying to to figure out why you know why 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 and I I wish Josh had known that what that choice that he made, how hurtful it was to the rest of us and to his friends, because he was such a kind and loving person that I know he would have made a different decision if he had not acted on that impulse. So I really wish Josh had just talked to us.
0: Well, and I think losing Josh is something you, You never recover from, but your family has found ways to grow from this tragedy. And one of the things you are a big proponent of is having these hard conversations, parents or friends, or, um, you know, mentors, you know, struggling through these hard conversations because it's so important, but. You, you get the opposite side where some people say, well, if you talk about this particular topic too much, it actually puts ideas in our children's minds. Or uh, for some people, you know, the whole topic of suicide is just considered taboo after what you've gone through. What advice or recommendations would you offer to our listeners?
1: You know, it's actually the opposite of what most people think a lot of parents, teachers, friends people in leadership often think that talking about suicide and other hard things may cause kids to go in that direction or make that choice. But but research has shown that it's actually the opposite, that having these hard conversations and discussing suicide and that it's the permanent solution to a temporary problem, that is helpful to kids to learn how to communicate about these feelings um, that they're having. And um, I think probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give parents and and teachers is to to ask the tougher question um, and, and don't be afraid to ask it and to have those conversations that are just a little bit deeper. Listen and take time to listen and not necessarily react. But listen, and then you know if it's appropriate, and if there there are some some things this person needs to work through, to then seek help. Um, we we have so many resources out there um, in in the military community, especially that um, support mental health um, of our kids and and of our service members and of our spouses. That um, there, there are so many ways for us to help our kids and, and each other through mental health crises. So um, I think my biggest um, piece of advice is to talk about suicide, talk about the harder things, um, have those hard conversations. I, I wish I had had that conversation with my Josh.
0: I have to say for our family, as we shared before, you know, it it wasn't a topic that we really had Talked about um, because it had not touched our our family directly in such a personal way, but unfortunately, those stats are rising, and there there really is a call to action for uh, for adults to try to have these hard conversations and and to keep doing them. You know, it's not necessarily going to be well received the first time you have, you you sit down and talk with your kiddos, but you know, not to give up. Um, But to look for solutions and and not necessarily just to focus on maybe the problems at hand, but recognize that those are signs um, for a need for help. And I know that you and your family have found ways to um, take this awful, terrible strategy and and use it to help others. And one of the things that you've been focusing on is encouraging students to support their peers, their friends. What advice would you have for our listeners that are maybe teens or adolescents or young adults um, when it comes to their peer group and suicide?
1: Well, first I wanna say it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to, to struggle emotionally and to feel out of sorts and be overwhelmed with with things going on in our lives, when it's not all hunky dory, it's okay to have emotions, but it's never okay to commit suicide. It's never okay to um, to keep a secret. If one of your friends is struggling, and maybe they've made some comments about um, ending their life, or that the world would be better without them, or or whatever these you know moments of a crisis might sound like in a friend group or a text, or, you know, we, we have to take those things seriously um, as a community. We cannot, it, the burden of someone's death is way too heavy for anyone to bear. And I just wanna encourage students to, to never keep this kind of a secret. If if anyone you know or love is struggling with mental health and, and having a hard time coping, then it's our job to reach out and try to find help for them and tell someone that can intervene, you know, either a parent or a guidance counselor at school or a doctor or a teacher, a coach, someone that can um, step into the situation and make sure that that person stays safe because we all need to look out for one another and be a friend and that means being a friend through through the good and the bad and and it means um, that someone committing suicide um, is just not an option of of being something that we keep a secret or don't talk about that we um, seek help to get through these hard times because we can get through these hard times. Um, there's there's so many resources out there, and there's so many people that care um, that want to help and um, so that, that I think that would probably be um, my advice for young people is that being a friend doesn't always um, mean that you know keeping your confidence when it's something life or death like suicide, um, this is not a time for that. This is a time when we step in and we um, we we make an effort to save our friends by getting them help.
0: I completely agree. I think for our young people, the burden of carrying that secret, particularly if it came to fruition, would be so much worse than the reality of sharing that secret. So, um, you know, have those hard conversations with your kids. Have our our listeners that are younger, you know. Recognize that when your friend is sharing that this is a serious topic and one that should you know, be handled in a serious nature and and not be dismissed. And as Amy said, there are so many mental health resources available, not not only for our community, but specifically for our military families, you know, Jason's foundation, uh, the Barry Robinson clinic, military one source. And we're going to include those in our shows notes as we um, wrap up for those that would like that information. But Amy, I just want to, I just want to thank you for having the courage to come on and chat with me today. We are so grateful for you to take your experience that you've gone through and turn it into a chance to help others. Your story and transparency, it's going to have lasting impacts. So I, know, I know Josh will never be forgotten in our family. He's actually Katie's screensaver. Uh, so she sees him every morning <laughs> before she wakes up, Aww. every morning before she goes to bed. And she focuses on the memories that they
1: made together
0: and not the event that ended his life. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Susan, for inviting me to share our story. And my hope is that anybody here that's struggling um, with their mental health or, or coping um, would be seek help and realize that their life is important to other people and that they are loved and there are people out there to help. And suicide is a forever decision and it is not the right decision and it hurts those people around you. And I appreciate that that your family remembers my Josh. So finally, not a day goes by that we don't grieve our loss as a family and miss our time with Joshua. We're so thankful that he was a part of our family. And we're also thankful that we've been given this opportunity to use this tragedy to hopefully help save others from suicide and, and bring recognition to the problem and speak out about it because there's no shame in getting help. and. Um, we all go through hard times and we all face different struggles in life. And um, at the end of the day, um, suicide is never the right answer there are other other better ways of coping so thank you again for having me and and for your love towards our family and uh, just a huge shout out to to our fort bragg community that loved us well and surrounded us during our loss of joshua and um, just help us walk through that so thank you susan
0: well it truly has been my pleasure and for our listeners uh, as i shared earlier we will have a list of mental health resources and ways to specifically talk to your kids about this very important topic of suicide remember our listeners have those hard conversations a moment of feeling uncomfortable could prevent a lifetime in grief you've been listening to the msec podcast the official podcast of the military child education coalition Thank you again to the Davis Monoth Spouses Club and the Mountain Officers Spouses Club for their generous support of this podcast. Until next time, live a great story. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. MSEC supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve educational challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org and follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Thanks for listening.